When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For everything, for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. As always, like, download, and subscribe to the Blue Horseshoe Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So we're third away through the season, George. And as we sit here, for how bad the Colts have looked the first, let's say, five games of the year and how down we've been on them, well, they're sitting there three, two, and one so far through six games. And they currently hold the seventh and final wild card berth when it comes to making the playoffs, like we all thought the Jets are four and two and just just above them. So, so far, all our season predictions right now are spot on for sure. But anytime we talked to this team, anytime we talked about, you know, the AFC South, we always assumed the division winner is going to make the playoffs and that's it. Like no one else is going to make a wild card because the AFC is so deep. And right now the Titans and the Colts, you know, one of them will be good and one of them we don't think will be strong enough to, uh, to make a push. Through six games, has your opinion on that change? Could this turn into a two-bid uh, division, could you see the Colts if they don't win the AFC South? Could they still make the playoffs in your mind? Yeah, I, I still think winning the division is is obviously going to be your best bet. That's all, all, always the best way in because you get out of all the other intangibles that go into this, and you know some of the craziness. And then I look at, at at the rest of the AFC right now, and I think, well, you know, Miami's on the outside looking in right now. If they get two a back and get consistent, are they going to be a better team the rest of the way? Can Cleveland stay close enough that maybe they can make a push with Deshaun late in the year? Um, you know, will either the the Broncos or the Raiders wake up and be a better football team like they were expected to be? There's a lot of teams out there that seem like they're not living up to expectations. Baltimore's kind of in that same boat. Lots of lo- late, close losses with them that, you know, if they tweak a few things. I don't think you want to get into that that race. I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice, uh, but I don't think that's not your your best, most comfortable situation to be in. You know what I mean? Uh, because there's just so many things that can happen. You get into these wild tiebreakers, and I think right now, obviously, the Colts' record against the conference is not great. They're not going to win a lot of tiebreakers as it stands. But here they are after a horrific start by almost everybody's standards. Uh, they wake up this morning. They're the number seven team in the AFC Tuesday morning. They wake up as the number seven team in the AFC. And the really crazy thing is if they make the kick in Houston, they'd be number two. Yeah, wow, that's great. The Colts are one hot rod miss field goal. That is, you're right, and that's just mind blowing. And it kind of just is it perfectly encapsulates right now is how down the AFC has been. And, and even with the Chiefs, like Chiefs and the Bills have clearly been the, right now the class of the conference for sure. But even the Chiefs, we saw them lose to the Colts, and the Colts are down very bad uh, back in week number three. So you are right. Like, 
and the Colts are including this, everyone outside of those two teams have had some sort of disappointing start to the season where you look and it's like, okay, you really can't feel great about anyone. You just kind of ran down and like, sure, I can look up and, and look at this saying, say, well, you know, the Colts have not played well right now. I can't say I feel good about them. But okay, then the flip side, who do I feel good about? Outside of Kansas City, outside of Buffalo, I can't find a team. Like, I'm, I'm a believer in the Bengals. I think they'll turn around, but also I've been saying that for six weeks. And so far, you know, offensively, they kind of can't get it going here. You mentioned the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens blown three double-digit leads already. So it's just, it's to the point where right now you don't feel good about many teams outside of the top two. But at least when it comes to the Colts being a, a true wild card contender, I'm not trying to cop out of the answer right now, George, but I'll, I'll say this. I want to make my judgment on that after this week. Because we just kind of mentioned before, this is such an inconsistent Colts team where the first half, for the most part, they look like crap. The second half, they look like world beaters. They can never play a full game. They can never have the offense and the defense both playing well at the same time. You had a great offensive game against the Jaguars on Sunday. I want to see you're going on the road against a big-time bitter rival in Tennessee, a, a team that you have not been able to beat recently whatsoever. Can you go to Tennessee, get a, a very good you know, road win, put two good performances back-to-back together, if that's the case, then yeah. Obviously, you'll catapult to first place in the division, but I am then would start to buy into this team as, you know what, slow start, but now this team is looking like a, a one of the seven playoff teams in the AFC, whether that's just through the division or whether it is competing for a wild card. But right now, even with how inconsistent everyone else has been, George, like, I just, the Colts are in the same thing, so I can't I can't truly sit here right now through six games and say, yes, I could see them as a true wild card contender. Because, again, they can't even play two good halves. I don't want to see that first and two good games before I kind of start buying in to a legitimate playoff team. Yeah, consistency is the biggest question. I think that's a buzzword for this team moving forward. And They've done some things. they found some ways to win. you got to do that in this league, obviously. You know, scrapped around, pulled out a game in Denver, scrapped around, pulled out a game in Kansas City. Uh, but you're right. They haven't done anything close to, to back-to-back impressive performances yet. Uh, and, and really going down to Tennessee in, in a must-win game again. I mean, it feels like we say that every week, uh, but it has been that way every week. It goes back to, to week one and week two. You know, we talked about that a lot. Go into Houston and improve you could win in week one. It failed. Go right. into Jacksonville and prove you can get that that curse off your, curse off your back. They utterly failed. And now you're going to come in to, to Tennessee. Well, here's a third chance to, to kind of start to change the opinions about who you are and, and who you can be. Uh, I don't think the Titans have been dominant by any stretch of imagination. They won that game here, obviously. Uh, one thing about them, and I think it's just been their, their identity since Mike Vrabel became their head coach, they get the most out of, of that roster. They get the most out of every game. They don't beat themselves. They push everything to the limit. And – you know, I think the Colts can learn a little bit from that. They maximize all their talent. They maximize all their effort. And I think that what's, that's what makes them such a tough opponent. You got to go down there and you got to match that on Sunday. Not an easy thing to do. And that's a great point too, George. Is, you know, as obviously, you know, that matchup's coming up. I'm glad you brought that up because I think for the last year and a half, let's say, or, you know, 2021 and this season too, that's an area Frank Reich is used to excel at that I feel like the last year and a half you can get on for not doing so. Like Angela coming back and him throwing 40 touchdowns in his first year back, you could say he got the most out of the roster. 2019, and they started the year of five and two. I know they just collapsed on the stretch of measure playoffs, but when you have your franchise quarterback retire two for the season, at least you get off to a hot start. Like, there's no slow start there. Somehow, go figure. When you have that catastrophic event happen to your team, 
And after a slow start with Philip Rivers coming to town, again, that was a team that won 11 games. And I still think to this day should have beat Buffalo in that wild card game on the road to where it's like that those three years, Frank Wright absolutely maximized the talent. And then you look at 2021 and so far through six games of 2022, that's where he's failed. And also, you know, concurrently, that's when the Titans really started their reign, um, you know, towards the tail end of that 2020 season when they won the second matchup. But then they've just been lights out against the Colts ever since. And that's that's a great point, right? Because that's a team where talent-wise, again, you look at going to this matchup, I think the Colts are the more talented team. But like you said, it's just they still haven't been able to, to put a good game together. And it's even just this matchup, especially, George, and you look at polar opposites, the Titans are a, a, a dynamite first-half team, awful second-half team. Colts are one of the worst, if not the worst, first-half team in the NFL and are pretty good in the second half. The formula to win should just be pretty easy. Just don't be, don't start off slow, and you should be able to win the game. Easier said than done, but this is this is a huge test. You're right. I feel like we've, we've been repeating that for a while now. That's, I think, part of the emphasis of just getting off to a strong start is every game meaning so much. And you went to the first matchup after you beat the Chiefs. You know, we we circled that Tennessee game and really put, you know, highlighted as, as importance of, hey, you can kind of erase the woes of the first two weeks by beating Tennessee, now getting back on track. Lost that game. Here we are again, George. You go to 4-2-1. and one. How this started and 3-2-1 and one in the division. Obviously not perfect. Not what you sign up for. But considering the start, you're feeling pretty good about the direction so far. This team heading to that, you know, the last two thirds of their schedule after if you were able to get a win in Tennessee. I think we said, I know we said, you know, during training camp, if they're four and three after seven games, you're going to feel pretty good. Not great. Not, not on top of the world, but you feel like, okay, this could be a team that could do something now against all odds. They have a chance to, to do that, you know, four, two and one. Uh, I never would have guessed that after, after the loss to Tennessee, you know, when they dropped the one, two and one, there's no way I thought that they would have a chance to be a four-win team coming in, you know, after that rematch against Tennessee. So the the season keeps giving them more chances. It feels like, you know, every time they, they, they've kind of dropped the ball, something's risen up and, and said, okay, here's another shot. I, that's not we, we talked about it last week before Jacksonville. That's not going to last forever. The AFC South won't continue to give you chances forever. The AFC won't continue to give you chances forever. Feels like this is a pretty big one to grab on Sunday in, in Nashville. And especially to George, one of the themes and one of the reasons why we put such a huge emphasis on this pod of starting off the year good, right? Not just because the Colts have been notorious slow stars the last few years, not just because now, you know, you have five division games in the first seven games of the season, but also to like this team, you know, you don't want to be having to dig yourselves out of a hole you start and having to basically have games in November, December be must wins. So now you mentioned if they, if they win on Sunday, and they're sitting there at four, two, and one, and you're three, two, and one in the division. You kind of look ahead between, you know, after the Tennessee game towards the bye. Those six games, you have the Commanders right now who are reeling, the Patriots who, okay, kind of the same level. The Colts inconsistent, but Bailey Zappi now is taking over. I don't think he's going to be Tom Brady 2.0. Maybe I'm wrong. The Raiders have been a disaster to start. The Eagles right now, the only undefeated team left. Steelers right now are a mess, and the Cowboys have a really good defense and the offense. You'll get Dak Prescott then by that point, but. Cowboys in the year two always tend to crumble. Even if you go, let's say three and three in that stretch, I think it's fair right now. And you're sitting at the buy seven, five, and one. And you are doing something you haven't done the last few years, which is buying yourself a little bit of time and buying yourself a little bit of margin for error, whether that's competing for the division 
or competing for a wild card, you're seven, five, and one through what would that be 13 games? I feel pretty good at that point, George, with the Colts' chance of making the playoffs compared to if you lose the game to Tennessee and then you kind of you know start going forward from there, maybe things will unrival. But like this is you know, this stretch here of seven games is huge. But when it comes to kind of the original conversation of being a wild card contender or not, it's there for the taking. Like, this is not a murderer's row stretch where they should be able to set themselves up to be in position to, to make a run. So that's when I think, it, it's in their hands, as always. I feel like we're and all the, yeah, it absolutely is. But I think one of the things that the highlight, you know, where you're talking about those opponents, a lot of them are going to be key tie-breaking situations. You look at a team, you know, like the Patriots, that's probably somebody you're going to be head-to-head with for, for a wild-card spot if that's where you find yourself at, you know. You you got to win these kind of games, and I think Tennessee, obviously within the division, is a, is a key tie breaking spot. You don't want to give them the sweep, you know. If if they win this game and they've got the sweep again, then you're going to go through the last what? It'll be eleven games of the year, 12, 10 games of the year at that point. Um, you know, completely chasing them again, which has has been the case for the past two three years. You've got to avoid that. You win this game in Tennessee, it sets you up in so many ways, like you were talking about. Not just from the division, obviously, but from this wild card standpoint, you want to win your conference games. A lot of those games in that six game stretch are games that are going to be important in that kind of conversation. You know, are the Raiders going to get up off the 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 mat? Well, the Colts can help them not do that. Right. I mean, those are the kind of things that 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 become very important right now. You've got to win these head to head battles, and it all starts Sunday in Tennessee. Would love to just uh, Josh McDaniels gets a little breath of life just to shove him back down there in a few weeks. That would be a, a nice little, uh, ni- a nice little reminder that Josh Daniels is still the hatred still runs deep for that snake for sure. But you're right. Also, too, like you look through this first seven games after this Tennessee game, they're all conference games. So again, like that, that's important. So if you're four two and one in the AFC through seven games, it's good for again not just the vision, also the wild card as well. The Colts recently have failed to kind of give themselves a break or at least set themselves up to be in position to succeed when it comes to making the playoffs. You went on Sunday. You are, again, in the driver's seat going forward to be able to kind of give yourself that margin for error. So if you have one bad game, it's not a season ender like we kind of saw last year. So this is a big game for, for multiple reasons. Obviously, like I said, the division is huge. you got to get a season split with the Titans for sure. It'd be an impressive road win on Sunday. It would conclude in a, a pretty good 4-2-1 and one stretch to start the season here. And also, it would help, really help your wild card chances as the Colts do sit right now through six games as the seventh and final team in the playoffs, just like we thought, George, especially after week two. We all saw that coming for sure. Totally. Totally. We're tied, tied in Houston, and you thought, you know what? Six weeks from now, they'll, they'll be in playoff contention. They'll, they'll be in a spot. There's no doubt and, about it. And the team above them, like we just thought too, the Jets, of course. Absolutely, the Jets. You know, four and two. That that's I think that's been the story of the AFC, though. We kind of touched on that, you know, at the top of this segment. But so many teams not living up to what expectations were, and I think the story of the next eleven weeks is going to be who who steps up and and grabs it. You know, who among this group who we thought was going to be a better team can do what the Jets have done. And, and maximize their opportunities and, and start moving forward. It feels like there's a real big number of teams in that position that could do it. And, uh, you know, hopefully for the Colts sake, there'll be one of them that does. Right. Go take it. Everyone's given it. It's up for grabs right now. It's out of the top two teams. Go take it. There's no reason. You, it's like they don't have the talent to take it. Go do it right now. And this is a great test to see truly 
if the Colts are kind of legitimate contenders here in the AFC moving forward. When the Blue Horseshoe pod does return, there's one big key area the Colts have struggled in this year. Got a little bit better on Sunday, so it's a bright spot, but it's going to be ultra, ultra important when it comes to this Sunday matchup against the Titans. We'll tell you what that is when the Blue Horseshoe pod returns.